What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world, here in West Michigan. It is a good evening indeed. It is Sunday, July 31st, 2022. It is the last day of July. Man, I tell you, the summer is just going by extremely way too fast. I tell you, it's just, you know, I heard another podcaster talking about this uh, just earlier in the week. It just, time just seems to be flying so much faster than it typically does. Like I know as we get older, time typically does go by faster, but it just seems like it's just cranked up the speed and it's just, it's, it's, it's not stopping anytime soon. But anyway, so happy to have you here. I am Jason, your co-host with uh, God and Jesus Christ at my side. I am actually at their side. They are the host and they are the ones that are in charge of the show. And uh, they are at the helm, and they are in charge of this ship. They're steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. And so as long as we give up complete surrender of our lives over to God and Jesus Christ, they will steer us out of the storm into a safe harbor. And we just got to trust them. And so anyway, today we're going to be reading out of the book of Mark here on this episode of 1% with Him. And so, um, and then after we're done here, we are going to, um, we're going to, uh, do another show after this, uh, something we typically don't do, uh, but I'm going to today, um, we're going to be doing, um, a, his hardline discussion. So something I kind of wanted to do, um, before I get started now, <clears throat> cause like I said, we're going to be reading Mark chapter two. Um, let's see here. I'm debating whether or not if I want to go over this. No, because I don't want to take up too much time here because I got a pack show on the next show. So we're going to save this for a different day. So we're just going to get right into the reading. Got to try to prioritize what I want to go over. So Mark chapter two out of the New American Standard Bible. Like I said, I usually like to bounce back and forth from this to uh, the New American Bible Revised Edition. That's my preferred one that I like, but we're going to do this one. And, um, like I said, each day I'm going to pick a book out of the Bible and we're going to read it through its entirety rather than just skip around. So last time we did chapter one, now we are at chapter two. And so chapter two reads, when Jesus came back to Capernaum a few days later, it was heard that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no longer space, not even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them. And some people came bringing to him a man who was paralyzed, carried by four men. And when they were unable to get him because of the crown, they removed the roof above him. And after digging an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralyzed man was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralyzed man, Son, 
your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and they were thinking it over in their hearts. Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins except God alone? Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were thinking that way within themselves, said to them, Why are you thinking about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk? But so that you may know the Son, know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet and go home. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. And he went out again by the seashore and all the people were coming to him and he was teaching them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting in the tax office and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And it happened that he was reclining at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners were dining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many of them, and they were following him. When the scribes of the Pharisees saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they said to his disciples, Why is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? And hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous but sinners. John's disciples and Pharisees were fasting, and they came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, While the groom is with them, the attendants of the groom cannot fast, can they? As long as they have the groom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the groom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, otherwise the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and the worse tear results. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost in the skin as well. But one puts new skin into fresh wine skins. Excuse me, puts new wine into fresh wineskins. And it happened that he was passing through the grain field on the Sabbath, and his disciples began to make their way along while picking the heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions became hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of the Abathar, the high priest, and ate the consecrated bread, when, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priest, and he also gave it to those who were with him. Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even on the Sabbath. And that is the conclusion of the, or the, the, the reading of chapter 2 in Mark. And so what does Mark chapter 2 really mean? So let's dive into this for a little bit. So the second chapter of Mark includes four stories of Jesus declaring his authority. Now to this point, he, he has revealed his authority over demons, physical disease, and the traditional teachers who timidly interpret scripture accordingly to the teachings of past rabbis. In this chapter, Jesus shows that he has authority over sin, public opinion, man-made tradition, and the Sabbath. And as you'll see in Mark 3, 1 through 6, it will relate 
a fifth story again about the Sabbath. So we'll pay attention to that tomorrow. Now in the first story, Jesus publicly forgives a man's sins. The same event is also described in Luke 5, 17 through 26 and Matthew 9, 9, 2 through 8. A paralyzed man is lowered through the roof of the house where Jesus is teaching. Instead of healing him immediately, Jesus declares that that his and his friend's faith has resulted in God forgiving his sins. And so the scribes, which were biblical scholars in the Pharisee sect, were horrified. And so they accused Jesus of blasphemy in their first such charge in the Gospel of Mark. Now, in order to validate his assertion that he does have authority to forgive sins, Jesus heals the paralyzed man as well. And so you can only imagine their shock and awe. Now, by calling someone the public would have labeled a crook to be his disciple. But Jesus shows love has precedence over popular opinion. In fact, many things actually should actually have precedence over popular opinion. Because really popular opinion is basically just man's, you know, thoughts of, you know, something or someone. Man's thoughts over someone or something, especially over someone else, is irrelevant. You should never have to worry about what others think of you. Thus far, Jesus has only commissioned Peter, Andrew, James, and John to be his disciples. While walking by the sea, he finds the tax collector, Levi, also called Matthew, and invites him in as well. And so this incident is captured also in the reading of Matthew chapter 9, 9 through 13, and Luke chapter 5, 27 through 32. And so the tax collectors were considered disgraceful in the eyes of the Jews. So not only did they work for the Roman occupiers, they often cheated their countrymen. But Jesus not only calls Levi to be his disciple, he eats at Levi's house with other tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners and the scribes who would never share a meal with such people for fear of becoming unclean. They questioned Jesus' motives and they asked him, you know, why are you doing this? And he responded by saying, you know, the famous line, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Exactly it. And that was in Mark 2.17. And so in the third argument with the scribes, this time about fasting, Jesus shows he has authority over man-made traditions. And I got to honestly tell you, this is one of the biggest reasons why I have, I take issue with a lot of religions Catholic or otherwise, okay? Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, I I just, here's the only thing I subscribe to. God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. That's it. The Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule. Okay? I'm not here to subscribe to man-made traditions. No. And so a parallel account of this event is found in both Matthew 9, 14 through 17 and Luke 5, 33 through 39. In the Old Testament, presumably dictates only one fast, the Yom Yom Kippur. And so significant events in Jewish history led the nation to voluntarily enact five more. In addition, national hardship or personal inclination induced people to fast as they felt led. And so the Pharisees had taken this loose suggestion and made an art form of it. But both they and John the Baptist, as disciples, fasted regularly in contrast to Jesus and his disciples who did not. 
And when questioned about it, Jesus basically explained that fasting for mourning is inappropriate while he is there. His presence is a time for celebration. Amen to that. And he is bringing a new paradigm of worshiping God, which is inconsistent with some of the old man-made ceremonies. And I still think they are still inconsistent with the man-made, you know, these man-made ceremonies. Absolutely. And so to this day, although Christians agree that Jesus has authority over the Sabbath, they differ in opinions over what that really means for us. And so while walking through a field on the Sabbath, Jesus's disciples pick heads of grain and eat them. And the same story is told and recounted in Matthew 12 verses 1 through 8 and Luke 6 1 through 5 and the Pharisees accused them of breaking the Sabbath law and expressed as expressed in Leviticus 25 verses 1 through 7 which prohibited working in the fields and their own extended 39 part edition but instead of you know basically quibbling about the minutia of law Jesus merely just asserts that hey look the ceremonial law must submit to he who wrote it. He also teaches that the point of ceremonial law is to bring people closer to God, not create an unbearable hardship. That's not what that's supposed to be. And see, this is what I was talking about in a few shows back. You know, it's, you know, interpretation is such an important thing because everybody interprets things differently. Everybody, you know, sees things in different perspectives and that's okay it doesn't necessarily mean one one man might be right while one man might be wrong it's possible for both men in any circumstance or women to be wrong and correct in the same belief it just depends on again interpretation paradigms paradigm shifts stuff like that but while the people readily accepted jesus or accept jesus Jesus' healings and teaching, the Pharisees and the scribes, their scribes, filter everything Jesus does through their ideas about law. And so Jesus, however, shows that his identity gives him a different perspective than their hidebound writings and rules could even fathom. And his priority is to love God and others, and he has the authority to do so. That's all we're here to do. And so the, the, the slow revealing of Jesus' agenda results in increasing antagonism from the Pharisees. And so it begins with an amazement, transitions to evil thoughts, and escalates to subtle attacks on the disciples and a stakeout. And before long, it will reach the apex in an active attempt to destroy Jesus. Very, very, I tell you, it's a very powerful, you know, um, chapter here. I mean, let's, let's just, it just goes without saying, the whole book is a powerful book at the end of the day. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what man or other priests, you know, what they think or what they say. You know, it doesn't matter what old traditions, man-made traditions at that, doesn't matter you know, how they're held and, you know, it, it, none of that matters. At the end of the day, we're called to love God, love others as if we would love God, right? And serve others because serving others, serving his children is like you're serving God. And that pleases God. 
But again, we should never get caught up in the minutia of this, that, and the other, and this rule, and that law, and this, you know, statute, and this, whatever. It gets muddied. So, that is all I have for today on this 1% with him. I did the reading of Mark chapter 2. And so we're going to end this with a prayer. And we are going to continue on the other side with a His Hardline discussion. Got some pretty pretty good things to discuss here. Something I kind of heard today that I definitely have to get to. Some sound bites on. Definitely got to set the record. Typically, I do His Hardline discussions on Tuesdays and Fridays. That doesn't mean because I'm doing one today, I'm going to skip one on Tuesday or Friday. No. This is just a bonus His Hardline discussion that's going to take place. And I'm going to try to do more on Sundays. But again, just depends on, you know... Um, what I come across, if I find anything that is worth talking about on that Sunday or that weekend. Um, but so, yeah, Sundays will typically be like a wild card day as far as the His Heartline discussions, okay? So, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for yet another day of life and good health. And we thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the gift of work and keeping our minds occupied, not letting them fall to idle allowing the devil to get in there to work his little scheme. So we thank you for just keeping us busy with good, solid, hard work. Thank you for all, all that you just bless us with. And, and I thank you for just a beautiful day. And uh, I thank you for the family that has come in and visited us. And thank you for every single listener and follower here at His Hard Line. Because these are your followers. These are your listeners. These are not mine. These are all yours, Christ. These are all yours, God. Because this is your show. This is your platform. As other platforms out there belong to you. Everything on this earth. Everything that we use, touch, see, smell, eat, sip on. Everything belongs to you. And we give all the glory to you. And thank you for all of these things. And we pray that anything that comes across our way. Across our path. That seems to be bad. Let the bad things be used for good and your glory. And so with that, I pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today for 1% with Him. Again, I am Jason, your co-host. And don't forget to visit our website at www.hishardline.com. And this is continuously growing, and I really appreciate it. I couldn't do it without all of you. And so I ask all of you for a really big favor. I haven't asked for this in a while. It's not the donations I want. Now, pretty soon, I think I'm going to start like a give, send, go. But again, I'm not I'm not going to advertise that. And more importantly, it's not I want to actually start doing more. Um, you know, if someone does like a donation, I want someone to actually get something out of it, not just obviously the podcast. So I want to start doing shirts. So I'm starting to explore companies. I'm actually starting to explore also just doing some shirts to begin with, at least here with the equipment and materials that we already have. I'm going to make a couple of uh, demo shirts that uh, for myself and that I'll post on my website. And, um, you know, I, I'm not so much going to sell them, but if you decide to want to donate, you know, a suggested amount of, you know, basically roughly covered cost at minimum. And I'll tell you what the covered cost is. I'll give you, I'll be completely transparent because, again, I'm not trying to be get rich off selling T-shirts. You know, yeah, one day do I want to eventually, you know, be self-sustaining to where I can do more sh- do more shows and and increase my craft here and give you more solid content, more rich content, um, and and higher you know time frames and more days available. Like some you know podcasters out there, absolutely, 
unfortunately it's just you know my hands are tied behind my back with you know time restraints and my job you know putting 12 hours a day 13 14 hours a day sometimes five six days a week with a family and a household to run so it's just you know i get busy but i do this for you i do this because this is how god called me and this is what god led me to do and so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waver from that i'm not gonna back down from that so again i don't do this to try to make money but you know at some point would i eventually like to try to you know do this full-time for all of you yeah but you know all that's in god's god's control that's not in mine but back to the you know the donation i don't like accepting money without giving something in return and that's not just through this podcast the podcast really is something i just like doing for all of you as well for myself because it gives me fulfillment by doing this for you as you know serving you but i do want to get some shirts made up some his hardline shirts that have um bible scripture on the back particularly one of my favorites, which is Joshua 1.9. And so, um, yeah, if you ever, once I get things kind of set up, if you ever do, you know, donate something, yeah, rest assured, you are definitely going to get a shirt sent your direction, okay? And so I just got to look at what the costs are because, you know, with inflation, you know, and cost of textiles and vinyl and shirts, I just got to look at all the all the things and try to keep costs as low as possible while making sure it's a, you know, a good solid quality product, so... I hope you all have a wonderful day, a good rest of your weekend, and wherever you're at, whether if it's night or day, I hope it's a blessed one, and we will see you on the other side of this at His Hardline Discussion. Have a great day. We'll see you on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.